It is Sunday, October 3rd, 2010. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it! As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Live on a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, Star Wars in 3D, The Flintstones 50th Anniversary, and Lego Board Games. It's episode 4.04, The Saddest Little Boy in a Helicopter. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. How y'all doing? I'm not doing very good. The program I used to record the Targ just crashed, and I lost my entire afternoon's work, meaning this is the second time I'm recording this, and this is the second time I've had to lay this down, and all in all, I gotta do this whole thing over again from scratch, and that just really pisses me off. But that's not all. You know, here it is, I'm recording this on Friday. Back on Monday, I ordered some DVDs online. Well, I didn't order them on Monday. You heard me talking about them on last week's show. I ordered Iron Man 2, and I ordered Superman Batman Apocalypse. Amazon.ca said they were shipping them on Friday, and nine times out of ten, that means they'll be in the mailbox when I get home from work on Friday. Well, I got home from work, and they weren't in there. <sighs> so I don't know what I'm going to do now. I guess I'll have to watch some other DVDs over the weekend. Usually the one time out of ten this happens, this means it'll be in the mail on Monday for sure. But then I'm not going to be able to sit down and watch DVDs throughout the week. I got stuff to do, but I'm sure I will survive. You know, I can always watch Star Wars again. Lord knows I'm going to be watching Star Wars again because after a year or so of rumors, it was finally officially announced that George Lucas is converting the Star Wars trilogy, not just the trilogy, the entire six-film franchise, into 3D. Of course, it's going to start with The Phantom Menace. That should be hitting 3D theaters in 2012. And then we get one a year until Return of the Jedi in 2017. That's right, it's going to go uh, from Episode 1 to Episode 6. The proper chronological order that I guess we're supposed to watch them in, but I don't know. I've blogged about this in the past. I know we're supposed to regard the entire six episodes of Star Wars as one great big epic, but they just don't feel like one great big epic. You know, uh, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogies, I just have such different mindsets about each one. Each one was made in different eras. You know, I grew up with the original trilogy, but the prequels came along when I was in college. You know, the original trilogy was The Girl Next Door, and the prequels were that crazy chick in college with the piercings and the short spiky hair that I experimented with. You know? It's just crazy like that. I gotta finish my blog entry, actually. I've been working on this epic series of blog entries where I recount all the times I've bought 
Star Wars on DVD and VHS and all that. I haven't been able to finish it yet. I just got stuck for an ending. Who knows, maybe I'll come up with an ending in the next few days and then I can finally publish it because Lord knows when it hits 3D, I'll probably be buying it again. <sighs> Let's do Too Hot for Radio. Too Hot for Radio. All right, now it's time for Too Hot for Radio, where I take a look at some of the news stories I think are too risque for terrestrial radio. First up here, right now in the province of Alberta, we are having our municipal elections. So that means there's going to be lots of very happy people if their candidates win the election. A new study out of Villanova University in the USA says that when your candidate wins in the election, people like to celebrate with porn. How did they arrive at this conclusion, you're wondering? Well, when President Obama won in 2008, they noticed a massive spike in traffic to porn sites in the blue states. Well, you just might think, oh, that's them crazy uh, Democrats down in the U.S. Oh, those darn liberals. Well, it's not just the liberals. Back in 2004, when George W. was re-elected, bam, huge spike in traffic to porn sites in the red states. So the guy who led the study, he figures this is what's going on here. The way we do our politics right now, when our candidate wins, it's just like when our favorite team wins in a sporting competition. And it's well documented that when our favorite sporting team wins, we get a huge surge of testosterone, we feel all tough and all manly, and that of course boosts the sex drive, making us feel all randy. So there you go, I guess that means with the municipal elections coming up, I'd better bookmark a few sites, you know, just in case my candidates win. Next up, apparently, you know all those uh, late night ads and email spams for creams that can enhance your woman's breasts? Well, apparently, the real deal is now on the market. This stuff, it's called Rodeal's Boob Job Gel, and this stuff has gone through the uh, American Food and Drug Association uh, tests and everything, and this is legitimate. If a woman takes this stuff, and applies it to her breasts for 56 days straight, her breasts go up by half a cup size. Medically proven and clearing all the AFD regulations and everything. Apparently how it works is there's a special chemical in it that blocks the fat, retaining it in a woman's breast instead of it getting all dissipated throughout her body. And as we all know, at the end of the day, breasts are just two great big lumps of fat. So there you go. Apparently lots of celebrities are already gleaming onto this and just encouraging it and applauding its curative abilities. All I can say is, here's how it works, okay? You grope yourself for 56 days and you go up half a cup size. Are you sure it's just not swelling? Don't play so rough. That's it, too hot for radio. I'm the best there is at what I do, but what I do isn't very nice. Yeah, I'm guessing you're talking about ripping sound clips off of DVDs. Mark Jaffas on U62, the TAR. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't afford a Ferrari, but that don't mean I can't get you. 
you here on U62 The Targ. Good afternoon. Mark Camp is still here with you. Hee <laughs> hee. I love that I was finally able to play the real version of that song. Of course, in my day job, we play the radio edited version of that song, which is Forget You. But of course, the real actual version, they use a different F word instead of forget. Hee <laughs> uh, But of course, I do have to take a minute to mark a pop culture milestone that happened in this past week. Of course, what happened was back on September 30th, the Flintstones celebrated their 50th anniversary. Can you believe it? September 30th, 1960 was when the Flintstones debuted on television. And again, that is another thing. It has just become such an integral part of pop culture. We all know Fred and Barney and Wilma and Pebbles and Betty. You can never forget Betty. They forgot Betty when they were making Flintstones vitamins and boy oh boy, there was a massive writing campaign for years to get Betty into Flintstones vitamins and they finally got her in there. 
Uh, but yeah, the Flintstones. The Flintstones is one of the TV shows that I was literally raised on. You know, every day at high noon, there it was on CFRN. I had the privilege of being able to walk home for lunch every day, have lunch with my mom, and watch the Flintstones on TV. That was just so awesome. And there it was right up until I graduated high school from birth to age 18. Flintstones was right there, 12 noon on CFRN. Ah, even in high school. You know, I went to a high school. We didn't have a cafeteria or anything like that. When it was time to eat lunch, you had to find some kind of uh, quiet corner of the school where you could sit and eat your lunch. There were two benches in one of the hallways. If you didn't get a seat on that bench, you were pretty much boned. So I always uh, wound up in Mrs. Caulfield's science lab where we would hook up the TV and we would watch Flintstones every day at lunch in the science lab in high school. I remember when CFRN stopped showing the Flintstones. Uh, they had not one, but two all-night marathons of the Flintstones, midnight to 6 a.m., one on the Canada Day weekend, one on the August long weekend. And when those marathons were done, the Flintstones was gone. Uh, but yeah, the Flintstones, such an integral part of my childhood. I'll never forget uh, when I was in Japan and I was suffering from a cold and the Japanese flu medication wasn't agreeing with me. I remember writing to a friend of mine in a fever dream that the Flintstones was one of the greatest TV shows ever made. And if they ever released the show on DVD, I would be buying it. The show's been on DVD for a few years now. Still haven't bought it. I guess that means uh, the flu medication wore off. But yeah, what can I say? Flintstones, just incredibly awesome. What's wrong with society? I'm literally angry with rage. Time for What's Wrong With Society, where I just essentially tell you what's just taking me off this week. And I'll tell you what's wrong with society this week. This is something that's been brewing inside me for a long time now. What's wrong with society this week are collectors. Collectors have effectively stolen childhood from our children. Here's what I'm talking about, you know. I remember being but a wee lad in Entwistle, and I used to love skipping down to the corner store and buying trading cards. You know, hockey cards, movie cards, any kind of card, just as long as there was gum inside, I was happy. But you know what? I can't do that anymore. Something happened in the 1990s. Suddenly in the 1990s, people realized that card collecting was the next big thing. So suddenly, you couldn't buy hockey cards down at the corner store anymore? No! Now you have to go into the city to some kind of specialty shop where they keep them behind glass and you just can't buy a pack for 99 cents anymore. It's $7.99 for a pack of 10 possibly could be worth something someday cards in a pack. And I'm like, no! That is not good. It has robbed childhood from the kids. And, you know, trading cards isn't the only thing that this has happened to. You know, another famous example, comic books. You cannot buy comic books down at the corner store anymore. DC Comics, who does Superman and Batman, they don't sell the newsstands anymore. The only way you can get Superman and Batman now is in bookstores or comic book stores. Another prime example starting to happen now, action figures. You can never find the good stuff at Toys R Us. No, you gotta go to some little collectible shop, which is there in the back of West Edmonton Mall, and they charge you way too much for Princess Leia in the gold bikini. I tell you, it is just horrible. And I feel especially pissy about action figures because that's one that happened 
just as I start getting into collecting action figures. So there you go, it's like, hey, Mark's doing it, I guess we should do it too. So you want to know what we got to do to fix what's wrong with society this week. Here's what we got to do to fix it. We got to start writing to the great big companies like your 7-Elevens and your Huskies and all your other convenience stores. And we got to get them to start carrying hockey cards again. That's the first step. Because once a child can buy a pack of hockey cards for 99 cents again at the corner store, it's just going to go downhill from there. And once again, it will be for kids. I mean, we're halfway there, right? Hockey season starts up in just a week or two. That means McDonald's going to have their hockey cards again. So there you go. It all starts with McDonald's. And that's what's wrong with society this week. What's wrong with society? Brought to you by Cranky Pants brand underwear. Cranky Pants, now 30% tighter in uncomfortable places. You're listening to Mark Chappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62. The Targ.
Maroon 5, Misery, here on U62 The Tar. Good afternoon, Mark Camp is still here with you. Still kind of bummed out because, you know, I was really hoping my Blu-rays would have arrived in the mail and I could be telling you stories of the Blu-rays I got, but no, looks like I just have to grab something random off the shelf for this week's edition of Fishing in the Discount Bin. Fishing in the Discount Bin! All right, let's do fishing in the discount bin. Just another sad and lonely Friday night at home. So let's go through my DVD collection and watch one of my many, many, many DVDs. Now see, eventually what happens is I find a DVD in the discount bin. I'm shocked at how cheap it is that I think to myself, how do I not own this? At a price like that, I must buy it. And that's why last time I was in Edmonton, I was there in HMV and I saw it there in the discount bin for just five bucks and I figured it's time to get it. It's time to get the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, Total Recall. Now see, when the Super Special Edition DVD came out about nine or ten years ago, it was much beloved, critically acclaimed, all of my home theater forms were just raving about it, so I saw it there for five bucks, I'm like, why not? Let's get this. I remember though the special edition DVD actually did cause quite a bit of controversy because Arnold Schwarzenegger demanded a $100,000 salary to participate in the bonus features. He got a hundred grand to be interviewed for the making of documentary and do a running commentary. It was quite controversial at the time because back in those days, you know, the actors participated in the running commentaries for free, they got to hang out with the old crew, have a few brews, share some stories about the good old days, and of course, because Arnold got his 100 grand, he was all seen as a money-grubby movie star. But here we are 10 years later, and I'm sure it's become a standard clause in just about every celebrity's contract that they will get X amount of dollars to participate in the DVD. Enough of that rant, back to Total Recall. Made back in 1990, and there's still lots of 1980s conventions in there. I love Sharon Stone's aerobics outfit, and I love the sci-fi predictions they made back then. TVs covering whole walls, being able to watch a dozen channels at once. You know, watching a dozen channels at once, that hasn't happened yet. You know, we got bored with picture-in-picture picture so fast. But you know what? Again, Total Recall won the Oscar for special effects. All these years later, a lot of the special effects still hold up. But a few others will have you screaming, it's only a model. The plot, for those of you who don't remember, Arnold is a mild-mannered construction worker who always has these dreams of Mars. Unable to actually afford a trip to Mars, he decides to go to this company called Recall, where they just implant the memories of your vacation in your head. But of course, something goes horribly, horribly wrong. Instead of just getting the memory implanted that he's on a secret agent mission on Mars, he actually becomes a secret agent on Mars, trying to figure out what's what. He's teaming with the rebels, he's looking for alien artifacts and all kinds of stuff like that. And see, that's part of the hook that made a lot of people think it's different than other sci-fi. You're constantly kept wondering, is this real or is it all Arnold's delusion? I haven't listened to that running commentary yet, but apparently Arnold and the film's director, Paul Verhoeven, they actually get into a spirited debate about that. Verhoeven, the guy who directed the film, says, oh yeah, the whole thing was real. And Arnold, he's like, nah, 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 it's all a dream. And even the commentary ends with them agreeing to disagree. I don't know, I saw the film when I was 13 and I was convinced the whole thing was 100% real. I still think it's 100% real. Why the hell would you spend two hours watching something that's imaginary? Okay, I can hear you now. But Mark, 
aren't all films imaginary? And to you I say, shut up. I have no idea how I'm going to represent a smiley face on the radio, because when I wrote this out in my notes, I put in the little colon dot bracket there for a smiley face. Oh, well, just picture me smiling right now. Uh, that's the sound of me smiling. Uh, but yeah, again, looking back at Total Recall, it's amazing how many elements of it have now entered pop culture. You know, Kowato, the mutant leader who is the form of that super intelligent baby crawling out of the man's stomach, that's become much parodied in all kinds of comedy shows now. And let's not forget, at least everybody has to make jokes about the three-breasted hooker. But yeah, after all these years, uh, Total Recall still holds up pretty good, and I highly recommend it if you see it late one night on Space, the Imagination Station. Fishing in the Discount Bin, brought to you by RentMoviesOnline.com. Is going down to the video store too much social interaction for you? RentMoviesOnline.com. And there we go. As I was sailing earlier, because, uh, you know, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, and Iron Man 2 never arrived in the mail, I really have no idea what I'm going to be doing with my Friday night now, which kind of sucks because... Ah, like I said, I was really looking forward to seeing Superman Batman Apocalypse. Some of the reviews online have been pretty good, and even though it's called Superman Batman, the whole thing is the origin of Supergirl, and Wonder Woman is also quite prominent in it, and again, just so awesome. Uh, you know, I guess if I had uh, more friends, I could probably invite friends over for, like, game night and we could play board games, but, um... Sadly, I don't have a lot of friends, and it's really weird because there's lots of great board games out there right now, too. This has been on my desk for a while now to rant about this, and it's just amazing when I saw the TV commercials for this a few months ago. Uh, some of the experts actually think that uh, this is going to be one of the hottest toys this Christmas, and that is they actually have... Lego board games now. You build the board out of Lego, you even build the dice out of Lego, and then you play the game. And some of these games look really, really cool. I mean, you can get some really crazy boards going with Lego. I mean, there's some that you like build volcanoes, uh, there's some you build pyramids, and it's got a whole Egyptian theme, because Lego even has the Harry Potter one. There's even one game where you build a little Hogwarts out of Lego, and it's all a Harry Potter Lego board game. I tell you, my mind exploded. But of course, if something like that just seems a little too juvenile for you, uh, they have a similar game for adults. It's still a Lego board game, and it's essentially Pictionary. Uh, you have a small bag of Lego. Instead of drawing what it is, you build it out of Lego to try and get your friends to guess. So yeah, Lego, always expanding, always finding new ways to expand their markets. And uh, yeah, if I could invite you over to play a Lego board game, I definitely would. But I'm over here, and you're over there. You can see the bind I'm in. And that'll about do it for this week's show. As always, uh, don't forget to check out the other corners of my online empire. Uh, my Facebook page is facebook.com slash chaosinabox. My Twitter feed is twitter.com slash chaosinabox. And of course, the main site, the hub for it all, is chaosinabox.com. Can you see a pattern there? I'm Mark Gaffis. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. 
The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.